Intelligence. Energizing your email marketing with Kate Barrett. Brought to you by eFocus Marketing. and welcome to another episode of Intelligence. I'm Kate Barrett and I am your host and the founder of eFocus Marketing, a specialist email marketing agency helping you to use email more intelligently. Today is our monthly Intelligence Brand Spotlight interview and it is my absolute pleasure to welcome Najma Salam from Help for Heroes. Naj has worked for Help for Heroes since May this year and is a digital marketing executive. So I'll let her introduce herself properly. But welcome, Naj. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. It's such a pleasure. I'm so excited. And as I said to you before, I'm an email geek. So this is the peak of uh, media for me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, like I said, I'm a digital marketing executive, but my role at Help for Heroes is I take care of all emails. I like to think of myself as the email gatekeeper, as it were. Um, and I also take care of the PPC. But uh, I would say that a lot of my experience and my resource goes into the email side of things. So um, so whether it's building emails or whether it's approving them, reporting on them and, you know, feeding back on strategy and all of that great stuff to do with email, that, that's under my remit. Fantastic. So yeah. like so many people that are, are probably listening and watching this episode, mm. you're responsible for much more than email. So what does a typical <laughs> day look like for you at Health for Heroes? How do you balance all of these different tasks and your passion for email? Well, um, I'm, I always say I'm incredibly lucky to be doing something I genuinely enjoy. Um, so that, that balance is always there, if, if that makes sense. But in terms of an average day, there is no average day, which is why I got into marketing and then into email marketing because, you know, no day is completely the same, which is perfect for me. I think I would get very bored very quickly if it was. Um, but just some of the daily activities I do. Um, so as a bit of background, I came from the private sector. I I worked in a travel company and before that uh, with an online retailer. So as you can imagine, it was very different coming to a non-profit environment. Um, so a lot of the focuses are very different as well, where, you know, before you're concerned about ROI and you're concerned about sales and promotions, for a charity like Help for Heroes, a lot of it is about recruitment or getting the messaging out. And there's such a spectrum of messaging you're putting out there, which makes it really exciting, of course. Um, so part of the things I do in my day is uh, it could be um, approving emails from our regional coordinators. So I spoke about these great men and women before at um, the event we were both at, of course, at Digital, but they are the people who put together the activities and make that really great safe space for our veterans. And um, for every event that they put together, they send an email out. So I just kind of scan them over. Or it could be that I'm building an email from scratch that goes to all of our supporters and all of our beneficiaries. So any day could be, you know, a mixture of those two things. Um, Excellent. So in between, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's always so much going on, right? And this is the fantastic thing. But let's take one step back and just give us a really quick introduction to what Help for Heroes do and the amazing work that you guys do. Yes. So um, very simply, Help for Heroes help 
the wounded and the families of the wounded. And when I say the wounded, those who are medically discharged from the military. And it could be um, uh, hidden wounds like you know, PTSD and all of the uh, mental illnesses. And of course, there's you know, the physical as well. So both those things. And um, it's such a great charity to work for. You know, there's such a great support system. And it really um, bleeds into every part of the charity. I even find that... Uh, the people that I work with are incredibly supportive, very, you know, um, proactive with the things they do as well. And I think that that's part of the great thing of working for a charity anyway. Um, and I think you, you might find that if you talk to any of my counterparts at any of the other charities as well. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So in terms of using email as a communication channel for, for, the, for the business to communicate with those veterans, to communicate mm. with volunteers, I mean, how vital is it as part of your marketing? mix um so i i am personally of the opinion not by so but i think that email is such a fantastic convergence of everything that happens in marketing and communications and it's very much the same in a non-profit charity sector so um it's, i would say it's incredibly vital because when you're a charity you're very much about um getting your message out there it's about getting your message out there, whether it's you need recruits to help, whether you need donations, or whether it's signing a petition, um, you know, whether you want people to get politically motivated. Uh, it's It all comes down to email. And, of course, um, we use that omni-channel marketing strategy. Of course we do. Um, you know, so we use uh, paid social, we use you know, um, Google ads, all sorts of things offline as well, of course. But I think everything sort of stems from that email strategy because I think ultimately that's where we get a lot of our data from as well. We understand a lot of our, you know, um, supporter habits and beneficiary habits. We send out surveys from emails as well. Fantastic. That's a really important point, isn't it? It's about hmm. listening not only to what people are saying and telling you when it comes to email marketing, but to yes. what their behavior with the emails is actually telling you. So you've got yes. all of those different kinds of data coming in that you can then use for your strategy going forward. And I know you've got lots of exciting things planned. So <laughs> I'm going to come back to that in, in just a minute. But yes. you mentioned about your previous experience being in retail. So what made you move over to the, the not-for-profit sector? And what do you think your experience coming from retail to not-for-profit, how do you think that's going to benefit you in terms of creating that strategy going forward? Oh, it already is benefiting my strategy, actually. And I think retail is a really great place to start if you are an email marketer. So that was one of the first sort of um, jobs I had that had that uh, email marketing experience in it and I just fell in love with it straight away um, and you know the thing with uh, online retailers is that the data you have such a wealth of data you have your you know purchase history you have the way people are interacting with your emails I thought that was fantastic and I worked with the Letterum, which was one of the biggest retailers on, on the high street so um, yeah, so it was it was an incredible way to understand what email marketing was all about, and obviously from there I learned quite a lot about strategy. You know, we found out that every time you sent out an email, you would be sure to get like two percent, three percent, you know, conversion back. So it is exciting because every time you build an email, you get feedback. So and that's incredibly gratifying. Um, and then after that, I went into an archaeology travel company. It's called Specialist Journeys, and they have a group of um, travel brands underneath them. But I became 
I first started there as an email marketing um, executive, and then I moved up to a marketing manager, which I think is a very natural sort of uh, succession for someone in email marketing because you do understand a lot about the data and your customer base. But um, from there, I understood much more about oh, you know, our base was a bit older, they preferred offline. So it was understanding how digital could support the offline and vice versa mm. as well. And it was very different to being part of an online retailer. It was all online. So that was, again, just an added layer. And I brought those two experiences into Help for Heroes because we have absolutely everything. You know, I feel like we have many faces where sometimes yeah. we're B2B, we have corporate partnerships, we're B2C because we have a shop. Um, but then sometimes we're a pure charity where we're just talking to people about a message. So I think, uh, long story short is that um, I've brought all of these different strategies and I've tweaked them slightly for Help for Heroes. And, I'm, and I think, ultimately, I think charity is not anyone's fault, but due to time and resource, and maybe not as caught up onto email marketing strategies as people in the private sector are. And purely mm. that's time and resource, isn't it? So, Absolutely. Um, yeah, so bringing my past experience, I think it's, it's been really exciting for, for my work at Help for Heroes. I feel like I'm making a real difference. Fantastic. I think there's a couple of things there that are really important. I think the first is about the time and the resources and mm. that it is so important to fight for that time and resource within the business because email is such a foundation for everything that you're doing and it is a mm -hmm. very cost-effective way of communicating directly with people yeah. in a way that they want to receive email. So we see this from mm -hmm. all the statistics that, you know, email certainly isn't dying, it's not going anywhere, you know, it's yeah. that tool that people want to receive information through. So if you are lacking in those time and resources, which many businesses are, not just the not-for-profit sector, but, you know, many mm. businesses find that time, resources, budget are an issue and something that gets in the way of growing their strategy. I really do, and I, I know I'm biased, I know you're biased, <laughs> but I do think that it's worth fighting for that because we know that email has one of the highest return on investments of all of the digital channels. Um, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. But you've got to be using it in the right way. Mm -hmm. And I think also, you know, when we say the right way, that does differ per business. So you can have sure. best practice, um, yes. you know, <laughs> but gives you a foundation of where to start from of what we know has worked for other businesses. But you mm -hmm. have to test for your business and see what works. And I think another point that you brilliantly picked up on there was how you have used your experience in a few different areas, a few mm -hmm. different types of businesses, and you're now bringing that into a non-profit arena. So many yeah. businesses that I talk to, you know, they might ask for examples of how other businesses in their sector have mm -hmm. done something different or done something oh, yeah. as an example of this or that. But actually, look outside your sector. Mm -hmm. Look at what other types of businesses are doing. So if you're not for profit, look at retail. If you're B2C, look at B2B and vice versa. You know, we should yeah. be looking outside of our own businesses for inspiration, but mm -hmm. also why do we need to rely on examples of other people doing it? Let's try it. That's the beauty of email is that we yeah. can try things relatively cheaply on a small portion of our database before we roll it out to the whole database. Oh, Let's yes. get creative. Let's 
be the inspiration for other people and let's lead the way with our email marketing. Yes, that's completely the spirit that I try to approach email with. And that's why I'm always coming to it with a smile on my face. I think, you know, 99% of the time. It's because it's that, <laughs> you know, it's a very enterprising spirit, you know. Um, and one thing I will say or impart to most people is that you're absolutely right. You shouldn't look within your own industry. And that's something I say to people all the time. Um, my, my teammates, um, you know, so I... I sign up to so many different email newsletters. I think there's about 60 unread emails in my inbox right now <laughs> that are waiting for me to just scroll through. But, you know, I thought you were going to say 60,000. <laughs> <laughs> That's just from today. Um, yeah, exactly. so, so I I, I subscribe to um, all kinds of blogs, podcasts, you know, publishing sites. I think the New York Times is a really good example. They've got so many different newsletters. So I love looking yeah. at different areas of experience. And one thing I will say as a marketer is that you have to live your life and that makes you better as a marketer. So I don't always listen to marketing podcasts and media because I feel like I need to expand my experience outside of those mm. things. So I love listening yeah. to podcasts which pick up on, you know, sort of like the weird and absurd. And I sometimes have like a light bulb moment. And that's always great when that happens. Yeah. Of course, you listen to the intelligence podcast, though. Of course. That's like <laughs> the main one I listen to, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> expanding your experience isn't it you you have to um marketing is very much an uh empathetic um job i feel like if you're doing it right yes and especially with the you know it's not an industry but the area that you're in it's you know i've got a, a podcast coming up very soon about this actually about emotional intelligence and about really mm. understanding who you're talking to and i cannot yes. think of a sector where it is more crucial than in the not for profit charity sector because you Absolutely. are dealing with content and topics and it's not just content and topics that is the whole point it's people's feelings it's their emotions it's their lives and you have exactly. to really respect that with your email marketing so with that in mind what's your current send strategy and what kind of things have you got planned for the future because I know that you know having joined not long ago you've got a lot of plans so what's going on (laughs) at the moment to start with so what's going on at the moment is obviously we have different audiences we have different email newsletters for those audiences but I feel like okay we're I would say a third of the way there in terms of our email strategy. We, we're doing the same thing. We're sending regularly and we've got pretty clean databases. Great. So what's regularly so, for you, Nadge? Oh, so it depends on, like I said, there's so many different bases. So we have fundraisers. So that's people who've taken part in any kind of fundraising. And then you have volunteers, people who would shake a bucket outside of Tesco or maybe a volunteer at one of our events. So this is all of these different bases. But I would say at least um, each of these audiences have something going out specifically to that base maybe once a month. And that's pretty regular. Um, okay. But again, that's mm-hmm. a brilliant point that you... Mm-hmm 
have different strategies for different sections of your audience because again they are people they have different needs they have different wants from your campaigns yes very key and i think the most interesting part of help for heroes is how different these people can be so someone who has volunteered their time to like i say um take part in the tesco national collection is very different to someone who's on the fly decided to raise some money for help for heroes at a tough mother Mm -hmm two very different people or they could be the same and that's the point you know so there's so many overlaps as well so Mm. I think so looking at what we've done I think that's great how can we elevate how can we be more sophisticated so the next step and part of my work I'm doing now is defining each of these newsletters as a product as they're having their own flavor having their own personality so if you're a volunteer and you open up a newsletter you know ah okay volunteer newsletter and not just because it says it in big black letters on the top right but it's about the visual identity and things like that and you know and a part of that as well is how can I add value to each of these newsletters how can I make someone's life easier or kind of get them you know if there's a question in their mind how can I answer it without them having to google it up you know so Mm. there's, there's all of these things as well being there as soon as someone's even thought about it um, so that's very much part of my sort of long-term plans, um, developing and finessing, I think. Intelligence, energizing your email marketing with Kate Barrett. Brought to you by eFocus Marketing. Join in the discussion on social media. Search hashtag intelligence. So working on the content for each so that it really connects with what their needs are at the right time. And so Mm. you've mentioned newsletters there. And again, for your, for your sector, for charity, a lot of this information is going to be informational, educational, Mm. inspirational content that, you know, traditionally comes in that newsletter. But do you have space in that send strategy for specific donation campaigns that you have going Mm. out and, and other email types as well as the newsletter? Yes, so I think we've um, in the past done the thing that so many things have done, which is we haven't really thought about our um, newsletters and categories. It's very easy to think about an email as an email and you send it out. Well, not so. It could be operational, it can be transactional, it can be marketing. And within those, there's different kinds of newsletters as well. So part of my work now as well is to really understand, okay, what are operational emails going out? What are marketing emails? How do they each serve their function um, and in the best and optimized way they can? Um, So obviously the operational emails, what I'm looking at is how do we automate every single one and take the manual work away from, you know, the people within the charity so they can concentrate on what they're doing best. And that is the personal phone calls, maybe the handwritten letters. So the emails can just be taken care of and running in the background and doing what they're meant to be doing. So, yeah, you're right. There are so many different types of emails going out. You can't even imagine. (laughs) Well, I can, absolutely. And and getting getting a handle on those is a really big job, making sure that you have Mm. that manual send strategy 
planned out so that you know what's going on. Like you say, anywhere where you can feasibly take those manual emails and Mm. automate them so that they're sending the right message to the right person at the right time. And you can use the technology to help you. You know, I know that you're relatively at the beginning of your your journey in terms Mm. of the sophistication of the email marketing program over at Help for Heroes. And that's why they've brought you on to help really move that forward. So in terms of triggered Mm -hmm. campaigns, do you have any going on at the moment or what what are your plans there so we do have some going on in a moment but like i said it's about elevation it's about sophistication and finessing so um rather than say a single step email you want to do a nurtured journey you know um really keeping up that momentum say for example you're a fundraiser you've signed up to do bake for heroes so you thought okay great i want to raise some money for help for heroes i want to organize a bake event and then life gets in the way so if you were only to receive one email right at the beginning of that journey, you're kind of going to forget because kids, you know, um, a really great Netflix show that's coming out, <laughs> whatever, it could be anything. <laughs> Life. <laughs> Life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think with a journey, it just, you know, we can put in little motivational tidbits. We can put in recipes. We can put in health, um, you know, healthy tips for people who don't necessarily want to eat a load of sugar but still want to take a pie. You know, there's all kinds of things that you can add value and utility. So that's what I'm working on as well. Our triggered campaigns that are a journey, they come in yeah. at just the right time and keep up the momentum. Yeah. Um, and the, the one mm. thing that I always stress as well is that attention and trust are a kind of ask to right at the beginning before you can get anybody to do anything for you. And that's what we're trying to nurture and, you know, and then make into a a wonderful, beautiful blossom. (laughs) (laughs) So that all sounds amazing in terms of taking those steps, next steps, moving it all forward. So what's your best performing campaign at the moment? Or alternatively, since you've come on board, what's the thing that you're most proud of that you've implemented? Or can you give us some results Mm. for anything that you've done so far? Yes. Well, unfortunately, I can't see um, exact statistics and figures. I'm so sorry okay. about that. <laughs> but <laughs> but one the, 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 there are a couple of things that I'm really proud of. Um, one of the things is looking at the design of our emails and tweaking them so they're just that much more balanced. They're optimized. So recently, we sent out a soulless email, and that's uh, an email that's outside of our normal um, email contents uh, calendar, but yeah. has a very singular um intent to it and this one in particular was we needed to recruit people to our Tesco national collection so I looked at the design and said this the the design of this email absolutely needs to be different to the rest of our emails so I gave it a light background nerdy email stuff you know made sure that it was incredibly um optimized for mobile I think when I looked at it uh Dot Digital said there were 57 test sends on that particular email <laughs> it just really went for it. It. <laughs> yeah it really went for it because a lot of it was just tweaking and I think that's that's yeah. what great email design is about it's tweaking it's it's you know understanding how does this balance with that and um we we got um, quite a few volunteers out of that. And one of the things I was really proud of was putting in a social share at the bottom as well, So, okay. which we hadn't really done before. So it was just as simple as saying, look, if you can't volunteer for us this time, uh, could you ask your friends and family to see whether they could? And people really, really clicked on those buttons and shared as much as they could. So that was something. Sometimes really it's just of. the simple things, isn't it, that you yes. can add to what you've been doing. 
Yes. So, you know, it's, it's the little things like that that I find really gratifying. But one of the things that I work in the back end that I'm really proud of is making sure that data flow is happening. Um, Uh our data, um, and getting our house in order as far as data is concerned. Um, but that's something that's not really going to show on the front end, but that's something I hope that will really help our strategy moving forward. Okay, so you're getting all of that brought together. So what does that entail for you? Does that entail doing a data audit to see what you've got already, what you're missing? What are the new data sources you're bringing? Can you elaborate on any of that for us? Sure, only in the most vaguest terms, Kate, but just because you are. So essentially, uh, to keep it as broad as possible, ensuring that all of our different parts of data are coming together in a beautiful synergy and it's kind of getting pushed into our ESP, which is not digital, and vice versa. Um, and that also includes the shop as well, which is great because I'm really drawing on my yeah. online retail experience. I'm drawing on my, um, yes, my customer um, relation experience as a marketing manager. All of these things yeah. are coming together. So, so bringing uh, in the retail data, bringing yes. in, so you mentioned surveys earlier, perhaps yes. website behavior. Is that something that you're, you're bringing in? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm dragging little bits out Yeah, it's all coming together beautifully. And what's great about that is that I think really speaks to the true email marketer experience because we have an insights team at Health for Heroes because there's such a wealth of data there. So we just need to. <laughs> and I say to them that email marketers and data people are like cousins. You know, a lot of our, <laughs> a lot of what we're concerned about is, is uh, overlaps. So I, I always feel that as an email marketer, I'm like one half uh, data insight analysis oh, that absolutely yeah i think if if you had a, an email marketer and they were a stick of rock throughout the core of that rock is data right it's all yeah. the way through because if <laughs> yeah. you don't have the right data you don't have an email marketing program or certainly mm. not one that is going to get you the best results so the fact that you're bringing no. in all of these strands mm. is absolutely amazing yes. and then how are you planning to use this data so are you planning wow. any fantastic trigger campaigns are you planning any personalization is there anything there that you can share with us on what might be on the plans for the future (laughs) well on my um incredibly long wish list which is on a scroll (laughs) (laughs) it's about the length of this room um one of the things on there is uh making sure that we have these great beautiful trigger campaigns that get people as soon as they've donated or maybe they've abandoned the process in some way and we can send them inspirational content about how every little bit matters and one of the things that i'm trying to bring into our email program is that level of empathy for our supporters saying that we know you're busy we know you've got lots on your mind we know that you get so many emails but it takes five minutes just to read through this email understand what we're about and hopefully we can get you to to get on our side and support our veterans in the same way we do um so yeah. yes trigger campaigns are very much at, at the height of it i think uh nurture journeys are very much what i'm all about once i feel like we've got our data in order our houses in order as, as when it comes to the trigger campaigns because that all stems from the data we can then look at some really great sophisticated things like um, personalization based on all the different data points. So um, I've heard you speak about this before, actually, Kate. Um, you have contextual data, you have behavioral data, all that great stuff coming into the emails. So yes, it is going to be a very exciting year, I think. 
Brilliant. So you mentioned that you're using .digital, but are there any other tools mm-hmm. that you're currently using or thinking about using when it comes to your email marketing campaign? So for monitoring, mm-hmm. for actually getting emails built, what are you using at the moment? So um, what we're using at the moment is is .digital. That's at the height of everything we do. Um, obviously, we have a lot of third parties when it comes to um, storage of the actual data. That's all external, of course. Of course. Um, but uh, in terms of actual reporting, so at the moment, I'm doing a lot of the reporting at the moment. And, and that's, that's I think, an education piece because um, from my experience before, a lot of what you do in your email marketing stems from that really important reporting piece is how you report on things. And one of the things that I've started doing is we look at industry benchmarks, of course, but we also want to look at our own benchmarks for the last 12 months because we're different to everybody else in the industry. You just die. You're, nobody is exactly yes. like healthy heroes. So um, yeah. so hopefully we'll be looking at things to help automate that. That's, that's on the, the list for me. Um, but in terms of uh, things that we're using externally to Dot Digital, not a lot at the moment. And I think that's purely because we want to make sure that our foundations are absolutely correct before we start adding things on. And as a platform, they've got a lot of different tools for you to use. So there's, there's a lot <laughs> yeah, there for you yeah. to move forward with anyway. So that's that's fantastic. Yeah. So thinking about what you've got now and what you want to move forward with, what do you think is your biggest email marketing challenge at the moment? And how are you planning to mm. overcome it? So um, the challenge extent, uh, goes back to exactly what we were talking before, it's just data. Um, yeah. And one tip that would absolutely say to any small company starting out, or no matter where you are in your journey as a business, your data has to be in order. You need to be so strict with your data. You have to understand where it comes from. You have to understand where it's going at. Because I've seen companies spend so much money trying to get get that in order so many and it's very common yeah especially with gdpr right everybody is is looking at their data how it's stored where it's stored so whilst you're doing all of that Mm. figure out what you need for your email so i always say to my clients to to do Mm. a data audit so i mentioned this earlier Mm. look at what you've got now where is it stored in your company? So this is what you're doing, right? Is where is all of that different data stored and making sure that you can access it all. If you can't access it for your email marketing, why not? And what do you need to do to get access to it into your email service provider? And then once you know all of that, you can figure out where the gaps are. So what's the data that you'd love to have that you'd like to use in your strategy going forward? And how do you get it? Is it a case of doing surveys? Is it a case of adding another data point onto your sign-up form? Mm. Is it progressive profiling? Is it behavioral data, purchase data? What is it from that circle that you're missing that you need to bring it and then you figure out how to go and get it? So that's exactly what you're doing right now. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. How are you inside my head? This is absolutely what I've been thinking about. <laughs> Get out of my head, Kate. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so that challenge is we have this incredible wealth of data, but what's the story yeah. behind it? What's the history of it? Mm, you know? Love that. Because we need to know how these people came to our database so we can speak to them in appropriate ways. So, say, for example, someone's at a party 
And, you know, they might have been come from like public transport. They're incredibly harassed. They don't want to go straight into the party games. They just want to take a moment, take five minutes, you know, but someone else might have just come in on a limousine and they're just like, they're ready to go. So that's that's (laughs) how I think about it. People have come to the party in a different way. You need to treat them a little bit differently. I love that analogy. (laughs) That's that's amazing, Ledge. I love that. I think that's definitely a key takeaway from everyone for this episode. Mm. So... Yeah. Okay. All of that sounds brilliant. You mentioned earlier that you've got 60 emails sitting in your inbox that you haven't read yet for today, just for today. So <laughs> just for you today, obviously yeah. follow a, just for today. So you obviously follow a lot of different companies' email marketing. So who do you admire? Who do you always look out for their emails from and why do you admire them so much? This is probably a really obvious one, but really good emails.com. <laughs> I just love really inspirational right yeah incredibly inspirational but what I really enjoy and this is such a weird um sort of specific thing that I think email marketers will will pick up on is the 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 messaging on the CTAs genius so they just put out an email that was about emails that had a yellow scheme to them and the CTA button was call me mellow yellow and I was just like Oh, <laughs> I think Clever. I always look yeah. out. For, yeah, it's cute. It, um, I always look out yeah. for the email camp- campaigns where everything comes together: the subject line, the preview text, the, the the imagery, the context, and the CTA button. It becomes one beautiful package. That's what I always look yeah. out for. Um, so uh, I always look at online retailers because I think they're incredibly advanced when it comes to email marketing. Um, yeah, I I can't think of a specific one because I there's always elements of different companies that I like more than the other. So, yeah. um, for example, I had an email campaign the other day from Religion that had such a great use of animated elements in the email, and it was just people yeah. putting on a jacket and taking it off. And I think stuff like that really brings emails to life. I think you're so right because whenever I give examples to clients, I always say this is a great example of this, but even within the same email, there might be something that I would have improved on or I would have tested Mm. or I think there's always things that we can do better just in life. There's the things we can always do better. Um, but it gives, it gives us, yeah, examples. So I think there's always pieces from different companies you can pick out. So I absolutely love that you've said that. So you've given us quite a few tips here and some insight into what Help for Heroes are doing. So if you were to leave us with one last email marketing tip, what is your big tip as a marketer who's in the trenches doing it? And sorry, that was a really bad pun, wasn't it? In terms of in the trenches. So I apologize for that. Um, but you know, getting down and dirty and, and yeah. working on the email marketing every day. What's your one big tip? My big tip, and this was the subject of my talk yesterday, which was respect the inbox, is absolutely respect the inbox. And what I mean by that is respect that people have so much on their mind. There's so much that they're taking in. There's so much that they're putting out. Is you know, yeah. you only have so much headspace. So I would yeah. say as an email marketer, be very aware of, of the limited headspace because like that campaign monitor um, statistic, which blew my mind and is still blowing my mind, is that office workers can get up to 122 emails a day. So yeah. when you think about that and how your email sits within that little world, you know, you're probably going to drift away into a folder somewhere never to be seen again into the archive folder so have a think about how are you 
getting to people in the, in the most efficient, optimized, and ultimately the most empathetic way you can. Um, and from a charity point of view as well, just because someone signed up to your newsletter doesn't mean they're going to do anything about it. You have to try and have that conversation with them. Be as intimate, be as personal as you can. So um, I would say put yourself in somebody else's shoes, ultimately. Be the most empathetic writer you can be. I absolutely love that. Thank you, Nadge. I think that's a great tip to leave us with. And it rounds up everything that you've been saying today. Mm -hmm. And I truly understand who your audience is, understand your data, speak Mm -hmm. to them like people, respect the inbox, right message, Mm -hmm. right person, right time. You know, I think those are the key takeaways that I've got from from what you're doing at Help for Heroes and what you're working on. So thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And hopefully the listeners and the watchers of this episode have really got a little bit of an insight into what you're doing at Help for Heroes and that it's helped them get some inspiration in their own campaign. So thank you for joining me. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure, Kate. For everyone watching and listening, please do subscribe on iTunes, on Spotify, on YouTube. Make sure you look out for our next episodes and we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Intelligence. Energizing your email marketing with Kate Barrett. Head to our website for downloads and show notes. e-focusmarketing.com/intelligence. slash